0: Well, it's the hardest part of investing, knowing when to sell your losers and how to keep riding those winners. It's so important that your long-term investing plan is in place. George C. is with us, co-founder, chairman, Annandale Capital. Joining me now. George, it's so important to remove emotion out of your decision-making. You got to sell off the losers sometime and say, look, it was an opportunity cost. How do you know how to let the winners ride? I mean, these are two really specific skills.
1: They really are, Nicole, and it, it's hard to admit when you're wrong, and it's hard to admit in the short term when things just really aren't working, but there's plenty of telltale signs stock by stock in terms of whether your thesis is wrong. The first thing on a macro perspective I'd say is, is if the market is telling you you're wrong listen up. The market's not right all the time, but it's right most of the time. So you have to look at that. Then secondly, if you own a company that that's fully priced or, or reasonably priced in an industry that's not doing very well and shows deteriorating fundamentals, both at the company level and at the industry-wide level, you're probably taking a lot of risk to hold on to that security. And you've just got to really give your winners, companies and industries that are doing super well with the wind at their back, with years ahead of positive earnings comparisons and growth, a, a lot of runway because they can go higher than you'd ever imagine. I mean, look at Apple and Microsoft over the last decade. And on the contrary, in industries that are, that are fading, unless you're getting an incredible bargain and you're buying a security at, at a fraction of its intrinsic value, then you, you probably are taking too much risk. You, you just want to make sure the odds are in your favor. And people just really have a hard time saying, I'm wrong about this When it's time to move on, take a tax loss take the tax advantage of doing that and let my winners run and not pay taxes on them.
0: Right. Because investors consider some selling off some of the losers, that capital could be, you know, an opportunity and you could invest in a winner. You could take the tax loss. Um, At what point is something a loser? At what point do you say, gosh, I loved this great company, but it's time to get out?
1: I would say that if you paid too much for it in the first place or if you see fundamentals that are, are deteriorating on that, and I feel like Warren Buffett is oversighted in the financial press, especially since um, he's probably not going to be captaining Berkshire Hathaway. He'll probably retire before too long, but I want to point out one in particular where he kind of changed his stripes a little bit. For years he said he didn't understand technology, he'd never invest in it, it wasn't his sweet spot, but he bought a huge position in IBM, probably about $15 billion worth, something like that. And finally, after four or five years, he gave it a long haul, but he, he didn't stubbornly stick to it. He, he sold every share. And then he made a huge bet and took a huge position in Apple. And what a great move that was. He sold a loser. He got out of one that just didn't work for him at a, at a moderate loss. And then he put his, his money in, in arguably the best company in the world and tripled his money after he did that. So that's a good example of it's good to fess up when you're wrong, admit you're wrong, move on and find something that is working. That's a stronger company and a stronger place that has years of success ahead of it.
0: So that, that you met, that's a great story. You're right, because a lot of people may have forgotten all about that. And what about buying stocks? When you want to buy a stock, you said when you're selling the losers, you may have paid too much for it in the first place, and you may see deteriorating fundamentals. So is it the complete opposite when you're buying a stock?
1: Pretty much so. You want to look for the stronger companies in industries where things are working. And I want to point out a current example, which I hope will help your listeners. We've had a 12-year differential between growth stocks and value stocks, where growth stocks have dramatically outperformed value stocks. And typically, if history is any guy, that gap narrows and reverses itself. And right now, we're three months into a major reversal. You saw energy stocks, and bank stocks today rallied tremendously, even when we got some news that did not appear to be as inflationary as some people fear. What that shows is these stocks are very, very cheap. The economy is gonna roar the rest of the year, and it's gonna be good for those two industries, even if inflation doesn't come roaring back. And there's probably several years ahead in this, tr- in this trade, so it's an investment, it's not a short-term trade. It would be a good idea to find the strongest players in each of those industries, and get a basket of them. JP Morgan, Visa, MasterCard, Berkshire Hathaway come to mind in financials, EOG, Chevron, and some others come to mind in in the energy sector. And and you need exposure to those because the wind's at their back right now. Whereas these companies like Zoom and and Snowflake and some of these other high-tech cloud companies or social distancing companies, the wind's about to be in their face because they're too overpriced and that stay at home, stay in the bunker, mentality is going away and they're, they're not going to grow fast enough to grow into their multiples quickly. So go where the wins at your back, buy the best of class companies and give them time to perform for you unless the market and the fundamentals tell you, you were wrong.
0: Right. And you know, what's interesting too, is that the riding the winners, just because something's doing well and you made some money on it, doesn't mean you need to sell the whole position
1: you might want to trim it a little bit or write some call options on part of it so that you take some of your gains off the table. Or if you do so well that you can take all your chips off the table and play with play with house money, so to speak, with the overage where you've doubled your money or something like that, those are those are great scenarios. But if you look back at the great stocks of the last 20, 30, 40 years, Amazon, Apple, Google, there were times where an investor might've gotten 50% or more returns in a year and you're thinking, oh, I got to sell it. That's such a big gain. But if you own a great company and it's still growing dramatically, it it can grow past your wildest ambitions. So if if you're smart enough to pick a Home Depot early on or a Cisco Systems or a Google or something like that, don't be so quick to pull the trigger. Give it a chance to perform for you because it it can expand for years and years, if not decades. And you wanna give it your full run and you don't wanna pay Uncle Sam his due too early.
0: <laughs> Good point, George C. Great to see you. Thank you so much, Thanks, George Nicole. C., co-founder, chairman, Annandale Capital. Thanks.